can't handle the truth. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Do I feel lucky? Nobody puts baby in a corner. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Welcome to another exciting episode of Through the Lens. I'm Darren. This is Tracy. If you hear some weird wheezing or, or noises, that's baby Parker. She is in the booth with us. Um, she did not see the movie, uh, but she is here to um, relieve my babysitter parents for a while. So we're going to do our best today. Um, Tracy, what are we reviewing? We're reviewing The Call of the Wild. Call of the Wild. This is not a comic book movie or a sequel, but it is based on a beloved Jack London book. Yes, and there was a Call of the Wild movie starring Clark Gable and Loretta Young in 1935. And I'm guessing they abused that dog something fierce to make it do what they wanted it to do before they realized that they shouldn't do that stuff to people. Correct. <laughs> I bring that up because there's, a, there's some talk about this dog in this movie. So um, before we get into it, do you have a quote, Kevin Bacon style by hopefully it's character or actor because that will be easy for me, or you like to do themes sometimes. Okay. It is actor-related. All right. I got this one. Go get the money, and we can do the deal. What? Get the money, we can do the deal? Uh-oh. Um, I'm going to guess Harrison Ford, because he's the only one in this movie. But what movie is it? Star Wars? Nope. What is it? You don't want to guess anymore? I give up. It's The Devil's Own with him and Brad Pitt early on in their careers where Brad Pitt lives with him and he really works for the IRA. And Wow, you picked The Devil's Own? I don't even think I've ever seen that movie. Yeah. I, I can't be upset by that. It's actually legit because I thought you were going to go with one of the random other people in this movie. Yeah. Parker approves. Yay. Uh, so before we get into who's in it, this movie is based on a book but basically it is the tale of a domesticated dog who's kind of rambunctious and he kind of grows into his natural wild wolf evolved from sense is that a fair description it's about a dog on a journey who finally finds his way home how about that that's very poetic yeah I don't know if, yeah. yeah Parker likes it she's like I approve of Tracy more than my own dad thanks Parker um, <laughs> yeah so it's, a, it's about a dog yeah. And let's start with who's in it besides the dog, and then we'll get into the dog. So Harrison Ford is in it. Yes. Now, from the trailers, it looks like Harrison Ford is, like, with this dog the whole movie. Not true. And it's not true, but I read the book when I was in school. It was a long long time ago now, but, you know, like, there's no, like, real MacGuffin. It's just, like, a series of things happening to this dog. But he changes hands yes. of owners many times throughout the book and in the movie. So that is true to the book but it was kind of a sleight of hand where like there are parts in the movie where the trailer makes it look like Harrison Ford is chilling with him there <laughs> and, yeah. he, and he was not but it's basically the dog keeps going through many different hands so who are these hands he's going through give me some people that might be notable um well the first hand was the judge Bradley Whitford is Bradley Whitford just showing up at everything we're reviewing nowadays yeah yeah he was even in like Godzilla that new one we did he's just in everything. So yeah. Bradley Woodford, you would know him from mostly from probably West Wing. West Wing. He was also the dad in Get Out. He was. That's why he, that was his start of being in everything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Who else is in this movie? Um, the other person in it is Karen Gillan. Oh, from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. 
but she's not an owner. She's like the she? wife of the the really bad guy with all the luggage they were trying. Oh, that to. was her. That was her. Yeah, she has such a small part. But small part. If you like her, she's in it. If you like Nebula, she's in it. Yeah, that's that's really it. Yeah, I didn't really recognize anybody else. Um, but Harrison Ford obviously is in it. Yep. And he, I don't want to get a spoiler, but he's like the, the narrator frame because dogs don't talk. Right. Okay. So the reason I want to talk about characters is there's been some controversy, quote unquote, about the dog because it's CGI. Yeah. And that's why I made a reference earlier like, well, yeah, we could have done this in the 1930s where we like probably whipped the dog until it did what we want. But you can't do that. You can't do that. And you shouldn't do that. Right. So. What did you think about the character of the dog, whose name is Buck? I like the dog, and I thought it—I thought the dog looked real. Yeah, I didn't and think the, it looked fake. And the movements were real. It was um, pretty effective for CGI, I thought. I mean, you knew he wasn't a real dog, but it did—it looked pretty good. Yeah. And there's a little bit of one of my words is MacGuffin. This is a word I don't use as often. Anthropomorphizing. There was a what? You like that word? What? They did a little bit of giving the dog human qualities. Yes. And his facial expressions. I don't have a dog, and I'm not a dog person, but they looked almost kind of like Lion King, where the mouth moved a little bit in ways that probably weren't. Okay, real. what was that word again? Anthropomorphizing. Okay, I'll have to use that in my daily conversation. It's giving human qualities to a. I animal. understand. Yeah, just try to whip it into stuff, Tracy. I, it's an educational show. Okay. So I thought he was pretty effective, and he did. Oh, Parker liked him too. Uh, I thought he was pretty effective, and he, um, you know, he showed emotion, which is hard with the dog. And I mean, some yeah. of the stuff they had him do was like, I don't think dogs do that way when they're establishing themselves. Well, you definitely felt for the dog in the situations where you needed to feel for him. Yeah, I mean, he was a good dog, for lack of a better word. I mean, people say good doggy all the time. Yeah. By the way, did you see it by yourself or with people? I saw it by myself. I don't know what it was about this audience I saw it with. It was the most <laughs> into the movie I've ever seen. They were, like, cheering and laughing out loud and, like, going, oh, good dog. I mean, it was, like, crazy. They like, love this dog. So um, I thought he was – he looked he looked believable. You could turn your mind off and not get distracted by the fact that he's – Sure. So I think that a little bit of the criticism is a little overrated. And they had him do stuff that you probably couldn't do with a real dog. Like, I don't think you can make real dogs do sled dogs in movies anymore. It's probably not nice. Right, <laughs> right. And I don't think you can, like, hit them with a club. <laughs> Oops, spoiler alert. Oh, that was awful. I didn't enjoy that. But. One of the many times that I shed a tear. So did you get the feels in this movie, Tracy? Yes, a lot. <laughs> so spoiler alert, I don't really like dogs. I've never had them. I'm allergic to them, so I did not get the feels, but I did like the dog. I can't believe you didn't get the feels at least once. I'm a bad dude. Man, you are. I'm a bad, bad man. So what do you think about the plot, Tracy? Had you read the book? No, I don't recall. Do you think you need to read the book to watch this movie? Probably no, not. No, 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 no. Um, and I didn't remember anything that took added or took away from reading. Other than I knew it, he was going to move hands a lot and kind of go up yeah. to the Yukon. Because um, basically he's from a southern plantation. Yep. And he ends up in the Yukon yep. in the gold prospecting wild, wild west, I guess. Yep. So, um, Who was your favorite caretaker of Buck? Well, I have one in my head, but I'm going to let you go first because I think I know why you're asking. No, I want you to go first. I asked the question. Post office dude? Yeah. Oh, that's obvious. Yeah. He was the best. Yeah, he was the best. I, I mean, Harrison Ford was fine, too, but yeah. he was the best. So what did you think about the plot? It wasn't, again, it didn't have, like, a, a thing going forward. It was just the evolution of this dog, so to speak. Yeah, evolution of the dog, like, going through the, the, the cycle of life, like, establishing a personality and 
being an adolescent, then finding his own, and then his <coughs> purpose and direction. Ooh. Been a little sick girl. Um, I think uh, it was pretty. It was it was cool to see. It was a little fortuitous how he moved owners the way he did, and they all happened to know his name. Like, oh, you're Buck. But other than that, uh, I thought it was interesting how he kind of grew with each owner as well. Yeah. And the owners became less. I got in a little late. Was the first owner nice? The uh, Bradley Whitford. Yeah. Okay, he seemed nice. Some of the other ones not so nice. Yeah. Um, what happens is a guy thinks he can make money by selling dogs, and um, so he kidnapped Buck. I'm not giving anything away. No, that's like the first. That's five the minutes. first five minutes of the movie. Did he know Buck in advance? I couldn't figure out how. Did, no, did you see that he guy? saw them in town. Ta- he saw Buck in town with. With the owner. With the mistress of the house, the woman of the house. I couldn't figure out why they were so keen on stealing dogs from the south and selling them up in the Yukon, but there must have been a dog shortage in 1930 or something. Um, So I thought the plot was good. What did you think of the acting? Because it's hard to act with a dog that's not real. Or that is real, in fact. Yeah, I mean, it's like weathermen, how they have to know what's on the screen when they point a certain place. I mean, I think for all the actors with Buck not really being there that it was kind of cool how they were able to act alongside, especially Harrison Ford. And I was impressed. Remember I said the CGI was better than people are giving me credit for. There wasn't that, like, high five, but you don't really feel it. I mean, everything, the movements between the dog and the people touching him seemed to be real. Yes. Because even other movies where they don't really seem to connect, but it's close, this was a pretty good uh, performance, I thought. So I liked the performance. I thought Harrison Ford just being himself kind of, at this point, he's a grizzled old dude. Yeah, I I really like this movie a lot, and I I just have a question. I don't know if you can remember from the book, but did the original owners try to look for him? Well, this is my recollection. The book is told basically from the dog's point of view. Okay. And he wrote another book called White Fang, where it was the same thing, but I think White Fang might have been a wolf. Yes, um, I remember White but, Fang. So he's writing from, I think, the perspective of the dog. Now, my, I don't remember if it was a frame or not. But you never go back and see what's going on with anybody else. So, all right, Tracy, the big question is who is going to like Call of the Wild? Well, um, I think educators will like it because I think that the book certainly is one of those books that most people read in school. I think um, people that uh, like Harrison Ford certainly will enjoy it. And it's really the kind of movie for everybody. It's for seniors. It's for kids. It's for families. Um, and, you know, it is PG. Not 13, but it's PG. Um, I will. And they did tastefully kind of show the dog getting hit without showing the dog getting hit. Yeah. The shadow. I mean, yeah. that's, that's why it's rated PG and not PG-13. Correct. You could ignore that happen with your little ones. Um, obviously, Tracy always goes with the everyone would like it. Uh, the audience I was in skewed really older for some reason yeah it, it might be because they're more familiar with the book right um, but uh i think it's skewed older it, it, it's a it doesn't have like twists or anything in it so if you're into that kind of like crazy i want to know what's going on it's just kind of a nice meandering story of what happened to the dog so i think if you're in school and you're reading the book you definitely would like it although it is different from the book so don't go in there with your book report and then <laughs> also i saw a lot of families seeing this movie I'd say it's probably pretty family-friendly. Again, yeah. there's nothing really objectionable. If you like dogs, you're going to like this movie. Yeah. They, the people in the audience really seem to dig dogs. Yeah. And uh, I liked it. Um, so, uh, end credit scene, Tracy? 
No end credit scene. You did text me, so I could have saved you from having to wait, but I was playing soccer, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, bad friend. Um, what do you rate this fine film? Um, it's a feel-good film. I think it's a solid eight. I'm going to go seven and a half. Okay. I liked it. I didn't want to really see it going into it, but I did read the book, so I had a little nostalgia for me. I liked the dog more than I thought I would, and I'm not a dog person, so if I was, it probably would have hit an eight. So. And there's a, there's a little bit of comedy in it, too, just so you know. Oh, there's people are cracking up at parts. I mean, yeah. I guess dogs are funny, but um, it, he was pretty funny in certain yeah. parts. Uh, what are we reviewing next week, Tracy? We are reviewing The Invisible Man. Going from family-friendly PG movie to... Blumhouse. To Blumhouse rated R movie. Do you do you believe that there's anything left to show us in what they showed us in the trailer? I do. I think the movie is going to be pretty good. It's got your girl from, um, uh, well, Mad Men and... Uh, Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale in it. She's talented. So, all right. We will review that next week. We'll see you back here on Through the Lines. Thanks for bearing with our baby. See you.